Chapter 6 of Conciliatory or Irenical Animadversions on the Controversies Agitated in Britain under the Unhappy Names of Antinomians and Neonomians by Herman Witsius. Translated by Thomas Bell. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Whether the elect are united to Christ before faith, and whether not only the fruits of his righteousness, but also the righteousness of Christ itself is imputed to them. If these things be properly considered, it will not be difficult to explain whether, and in what way, the elect are united to Christ before faith, or whether they are not. Doubtless they are united to him, one, in the eternal decree of God, which, however, includes nothing except that their actual union shall take place, as was already demonstrated. 2. By an union of eternal consent, wherein Christ was constituted by the Father the head of all those who were to be saved, and that he should represent their persons, hence it was that Christ, obeying the commandment of the Father, and suffering for them, they have reckoned in the judgment of God to have obeyed and suffered in him. All these things, however, do not hinder, but that, considered in themselves, before their regeneration, they are far from God and Christ, according to that their present state by a true and real union, but which is only passive on their part, they are united to Christ when his Spirit first takes possession of them, and infuses into them a principle of new life, the beginning of which can be from nothing else but from union with the Spirit of Christ, who is to the soul, but in a far more excellent manner in respect of spiritual life, what the soul is to the body in respect of animal and human life. As therefore the union of soul and body is in order of nature prior to the life of man, so also the union of the spirit of Christ and the soul is prior to the life of a Christian. Further, since faith is an act flowing from the principle of spiritual life, it is plain that in a sound sense it may be said an elect person is truly and really united to Christ before actual faith. But the mutual union, which on the part of an elect person is likewise active and operative, whereby the soul draws near to Christ, joins itself to him, applies, and in a becoming and proper manner closes with him without any distraction, is made by faith only. And this is followed in order by the other benefits of the covenant of grace, justification, peace, adoption, sealing, perseverance, etc., which, if they be arranged in that manner and order, I know not whether any controversy concerning this affair can remain among the brethren. As to the imputation of Christ's righteousness in order to justification, I have learnt the following things from Scripture. As our sins were imputed to him, which we have proved above, so that very righteousness or obedience, which he performed to the Father in the most perfect holiness of his life, and in his voluntary sufferings, is imputed to us it is evident that in scripture the righteousness of christ is called our righteousness now it behoved to be ours either by way of inhesion by a certain transfusion whereby the habits of christ's holiness and righteousness should become the habits of our soul which transfusion of habits is absurd and impossible or by imitation that we should perform a righteousness conformable unto it but in that sense the apostle opposes it to ours philippians three nine or finally by imputation so that it is reckoned no less ours than if it had been performed by us since therefore the two former ways whereby the righteousness of christ might become ours are entirely contrary to reason the latter only remains viz god imputing unto man righteousness without works romans four six if i am not mistaken it is confessed by all the orthodox that the righteousness of christ is so imputed to believers for justification as adam's sin is imputed to men for condemnation now it is so imputed 
that all are said to have sinned in him so likewise we are said to be not only righteousness but also pure righteousness not only righteousness but even the righteousness of god in christ further the righteousness of christ consists partly in the most perfect holiness of his life partly in his sufferings and death now the whole righteousness of christ must be ours if it be in our stead in order to justification therefore also the holiness of christ is ours in regard that perfect holiness is required in order to a title unto happiness in christ therefore we are righteous and holy not by our own personal or inherent righteousness and holiness but by that which is his and becomes ours by imputation moreover since the righteousness and holiness of christ are absolutely perfect and the same made ours in respect whereof it is not improperly said that we are perfectly righteous and holy in christ why may it not be added no less than christ himself although the honour of performing perfect holiness agrees to christ only not at all to us who by nature are miserable sinners and who only by the assistance of grace aspire to perfection at a great distance those things which belong to justification must be carefully separated from such as are proper to sanctification if any man should boast that he had made such advances in the study of virtue and sanctity that he had reached its very summit no less than christ himself he would be justly accused by all not only of lying and intolerable arrogance but also of madness and blasphemy but what believers are by no means in themselves that they are in christ there is no righteousness which can abide the severity of the divine tribunal except that which is absolutely perfect such only is the righteousness of christ and in virtue of his suretyship for the believing elect and their union with him that righteousness becomes theirs since all the elect are equally partakers of it they likewise must all by the same most perfect righteousness of christ be perfectly righteous even as christ himself since their righteousness is the very righteousness of christ itself with this difference only that it is his because accomplished by him ours because imputed to us certainly paul is not afraid to say that we are complete in christ colossians two ten on which place davenant quotes that of chrysostom from homily seventeen on the tenth to the romans but if thou believest in christ thou hast also fulfilled the law and much more than it had commanded forasmuch as thou hast now received a far greater righteousness and a little before chrysostom's words run thus therefore be not afraid says he after thou hast transgressed the law since thou hast come to the faith for then thou transgressest it when by reason of it thou dost not believe in christ but if thou believest in him thou hast also fulfilled it and much more than it had required for thou hast received a far greater righteousness neither does the palatine catechism differ on question sixty the perfect satisfaction and holiness of christ are so imputed and given to me even as if i had neither committed any sin myself nor did any corruption inhere in me yea as if i myself had accomplished that obedience which christ accomplished for me End of chapter 6